Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Dream Chasers Radio. I am your host, Yaya Diamond, and today we're talking about letting nothing get in the way, the way of your success, the way of your career, the way of your path, the way of your goals, and leaving all those haters in the dark. <laughs> all right, guys, you're listening to us on 97.5 FM Real Community Radio, as well as on Bobby Radio in New York City, and the Caribbean Community Radio Station. Hello. I love you all. Thank you so much. And also the Dream Chasers Radio Network. Our numbers are going up, and I am being humbled. Thank you so much. I appreciate every download. Please share this podcast with people and let people know that we are all here to be inspirations to each other. I mean, to hold each other accountable and to also just, you know, let everybody know that it is possible to do the thing you want to do in life. Yes. You can be on that rocking chair when you're old and say, yep, I did that. Yep, I did that. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. We have a wonderful show for you today, very, very strategically planned out. So let's get with the program. I'm going to go ahead and go to a a previous recording that I had. I had the pleasure of speaking with a gentleman named Rod Holmes, and we're going to go ahead and do that interview and then uh, go ahead and play his song. Here we go. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, what a show we're having today here in Dream Chasers Radio. I tell you, I am excited. Oh, my gosh. Of course, of course, I'm going to say this again. I have the best guests ever, 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 ever. And I want you to join us. Uh, you can join us on Spotify. You can join us on iTunes, iHeart, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker. I mean, we're everywhere. So please, and also please, hey, leave a comment. I'm noticing that you guys are downloading, but you're not commenting. I got 3,200 downloads a day and no comments. That makes me look really bad because <laughs> I'm not paying for anything. But actually, I do want to know your feedback and your comments. So please let us know about that. And while we're at it, we do have our special guests here on the show. Uh, please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Yes, Rod Holmes. I am originally from Mississippi, and uh, I am a singer-songwriter. Awesome, awesome. Tell me how you got started. I got started uh, interning at a studio in uh, Gulfport, Mississippi in 2003 called AMA, and I was uh, brought on uh, as a songwriter and also an assistant to the different producers and engineers that worked in the studio. And I was able to work with various artists and, and really kind of hone my craft, not only in writing, but also in just developing and, and creating songs and um, and kind of going from there and pretty much trying to make sure that I made a good name for myself. Amazing. Amazing. Now, let me, add, let me, let me just, add this because I want to say thank you so much for your services in the Air Force and that you're a, vet, a veteran. Thank you. So being that, okay, there's a lot of different things that people don't know about you and, and mm-hmm. I do and I feel privileged, but going through what you went through, you know, and how did that create the person that you are today? 
Ooh, uh, from, you know, being homeless to just, uh, you know, being convicted felon and at one time just really kind of not having a sense of direction on, on anything that was positive, it allowed me to not only uh, grow more as a man, but also see things in a new perspective and a new light, not only by faith, but also a, a renewed connection with my family and also being able to be more creative in, in my craft, uh, really kind of seeing a sense of value and worth and what I was now uh, being compelled to write and, and also uh, give to the public and just the people that I love, just really kind of put a, a shared sense of, of, of worth in the music that I was creating and really feeling, feeling proud about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I understand all the complexities of living a life, you know, that, that may not always be great, but then when it, when it comes down to it, you're the person you are today because of the things that have happened in the past. So tell me how that affects your music. Uh, it really allows me to just be real in it. Uh, I don't, I'm not the kind of person where I speak uh, volumes about things that I don't know or things that I haven't experienced. So uh, even when it came down to when I was doing more secular than uh, contemporary Christian or uh, gospel based, um, I always wanted to add a sense of me and what I was really compelled to really write, put myself into uh, and really kind of portray that and, and kind of captivate my audience with that really allowed me to um, just kind of expound on it and really uh, just be my own self. I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was restricted, but I also wanted to also be genuine and uh, be able to allow people to really hear what I was really saying and be able to feel it and, and not really kind of feel like I had to kind of censor anything or kind of tell people, you know, the dumb down truth about anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And being that you are now, you know, you you were a ghostwriter, you did the mainstream hip hop and the R and B. Um, now that you know, now that you are a solo artist, tell me about that adventure. What is the difference between being with a group of people or a certain, you know, name that's not yours, and now being solo? What what is the difference for you? And did you like it better? It feels like the weight is all on me now. <laughs> uh, I don't feel like that, you know, I can now be um, hidden or kind of kind of shade myself around in, in hopes that somebody takes the blunt force of anything that I create. It's, I feel like it's all on me, and I feel like that I'm accountable for the story that I tell and the, and the actions that I speak of. So uh, it's very different from not being in the background to now being the face of my own work and my own creativity and, and, and putting in the grunt work and seeing what artists used to have to uh, deal with versus what I now have to deal with and try to uh, exceed, you know, with my own graph because I want to be a perfectionist and I want to give God the best and not only, you know, other people that expect that out of me based on how I used to write. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let me ask you a question. Okay, what is the biggest challenge that you face from the transition between hiding in the background, as you say, with a, a group of people who, you know, you're, you're not the main focus and you don't have the weight on your shoulders, to having now the weight on your shoulders? What is that, the biggest transformation you've had to make and the adjustment uh, from that to now solo artist? Sticking with what I love to do and allowing people to really see um, the worth in my art and my creativity. Um, That's been the hardest because you always want to somehow integrate some type of change that you hear what other people are doing, assuming that that's the hot thing that will attract more people. 
mm-hmm. uh, to your music or to your craft, but really kind of staying towards what you feel is, is, is most comfortable and, and most, you know, appealing, you know, to what you want to speak about and what you want to prove. And, and uh, that's been the hardest and allowing that to resonate through others that have that opportunity that you need in order to compel you to that next step and really kind of allowing them to see that, you know, I deserve this chance because of the music that I'm making and the message that I'm sending. And assuming that they see that or it's easy for them to see that, but they give you that deer in the headlight look where like, I'm not feeling the same. I don't have that same drive as you. That's been the most challenging. Um, But it's, uh, it's been an adventure still because it allows me to kind of, uh, push forward and, and kind of push the envelope a little bit more. Awesome, awesome. You know, when it when it comes to, I would have to say, writing. What 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 do you write about? I mean, and how do you get your inspiration from where? I always pull from past, present, and, and things that I desire uh, out of the future, and and uh, I really kind of get in a place to where I can really just, you know, I call it like a verbal spiel mm-hmm. to where I just let it all come out at one time and then arrange it later to where I can really kind of put those thoughts in order and, and make them make sense in, in the form of a song. And, uh, and the inspiration kind of comes from just me building that emotion and, and my feelings around that. It, it really um, kind of puts me in a good place when I'm writing because I can kind of just uh, block out everything and, and, and be able to kind of feel the emotion or whatever I feel is coming off that particular track and just be able to kind of just put it all out there and, and really kind of be able to um, just kind of not follow a format. Right. And right. so, and that, that's the, that's the good part of it all now. Uh, and then I find myself once I've kind of sealed everything out, just kind of drawing that back in and trying to go on to the next or, or trying to, um, you know, modify it because I don't never want to take anything away from what I'm writing from. But sometimes you have to kind of um, kind of think outside. Well, I have to think outside of that to say, well, right, you need to make this make sense for other people, though it makes sense for you. <laughs> other yeah. people need to kind of understand what you're saying. So, yeah. Oh, definitely. Wow. Wow. You know, in, in everything that you do, and everything that you've done, what is the common denominating factor of your life now? Um, I've always found a way to find the positive in what I'm doing and really kind of seeing the worth out of it. Um, Though uh, at times there were um, periods in my life where, you know, I was living within a negative light, you know, I always saw the hope and the goal you know, to really kind of be able to say that, you know, this is really what I want to push towards. Mm-hmm. And uh, for somehow, some way, it always ended up in a space where I could live and work and, and use that good judgment and, and really kind of take that initiative to, you know, create ideas to where uh, it all met up to say that it came to be a talented work of work of art. And and it and it was something that I, I didn't expect to kind of all tie in together. I felt like one part I would just be able to cut off of my life and then just start this anew. And then if I didn't like this part, I can cut this off and then say, oh, it's a new chapter. But uh, it doesn't work out that way, unfortunately, as I found. And, and no. you use all of those different, you know, parts 
and it intertwines into something that you you now can you know create and it strengthens that and uh which i didn't see before um but that's that's been the that's been the good part about it well that's a good thing i mean you know we've we all have some growing to do there's no one in this earth that has not made mistakes um regardless of what they are i always think that a mistake is just a mistake it doesn't matter where you end up from it it's still a mistake Um, absolutely absolutely and i i never understood people to where they say well you know that was the old me I'm now doing this, but then I used to, and now um, it's like you, it's like you, you were three different people mm. and you identify those as those three different people and you only want people to accept and to recognize that person that you are on, mm. you know, September, you know, what's today, September 5th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. you're like, don't, don't forget about, you know, this rod, but when this rod was cool, you, if you liked a certain part of that, then that was fine too. But this rod today, Oh, you need to only know this guy. This guy's <laughs> awesome, and only remember him until I may change myself. Then and then you can just forget all about the rest of the rod. Oh my but god! But this is revolution. Yeah. And I was like, it, something's mentally wrong <laughs> with that. Yeah. Might as well have a few names for yourself while you're at it, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a few AKAs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, and, and uh, again, people don't realize that the the you know, whatever you've gone through in life, that is what made you who you are today. You can't separate it. You you have to include it. Um, and, and I appreciate what you've done. You've included your past into who you are today. And that has made you a great person, not only a great person for yourself so that you can deal with who you are, but also for everyone else around you. Thank you so much for for uh, including all of you into this, thank into you. this interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. I brought um, them all with me. Yeah, I, yeah, just bring them all. You know, everybody's <laughs> how they say where yeah. three can eat, four can eat. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, where can people reach you on social media? Do you have like a Facebook or a Twitter or anything like that? I do. Uh, Facebook under Rod Holmes, uh, R-O-D-H-O-L-M-E-S. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Your Inkling, uh, Y-O-U-R-I-N-K-I-L-I-N-G. Um, and I'm also on Twitter at Rod Holmes 1784. I'm in the process of uh, creating a website to where everything can just be at one location. People can buy the merchandise and be able to kind of learn and grow from me from that site. So that's being developed now. And also uh, prayerfully, I can be able to say that I'll have videos uh, being created towards the middle of this month so I can have visual work with the work that I've already uh, put out to everyone. So Hopefully, uh, then people will be able to track me better then, and then I can then be on YouTube officially. Awesome. 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 Now, tell me about your song, Started My Day. Started My Day was um, a song that I just wanted to make with a simple message. Uh, I didn't want to make things complicated. I just wanted to make something that was catchy and something that everybody could relate to. That was just my underlining goal for that song and uh, in hopes that people could, you know, all say that, you know, uh, in a unified sense to say, I do this or I need to start doing this. So this could be something that, you know, that could kind of reach every corner to say that this is a common goal of mine. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was it. Uh, Nothing complex, just making something, um, you know, uh, 
quality and catch. Sweet and simple. And you guys have been listening mm-hmm. to the interview with Rod Holmes. Rod, set us up for your song. Well, it is my pleasure to introduce this song on Dream Chasers Radio, and, and uh, it's it's been a, a blessing for you all to capture this. Uh, this is a song called Started My Day by yours truly, Rod Holmes. Thank you so much. And here we go. Man, I'm just saying, we ain't the same. I promise you, we move totally different. Started my day with a prayer. Yeah, I started my day with a prayer. Yeah, I started my day with a prayer. Yeah, I started my day with a prayer. And I got to it. I got to it. And then I got to it. I got to it. Yeah, I got to it. I got to it. And then I got to it. I got to it, cause I started my, started my day with a prayer, woke up in the morning feeling like I'm blessed, feeling like I got a S on my chest, tell the devil man he can go somewhere, flexing on them haters I ain't got no wish, made it out the bad with that new addition, yeah I got the gospel in me trying to spread it round the block dog, got the realest thing I know so no we ain't a knockoff. I'd have seen a lot of things, almost lost my mama. Hunger for his words, so I'm swerving on the drama. Got my lane back, but I know I hit some traffic. But I ain't worried, cause I'm headed in the right direction. Turn my life around, and he didn't do magic. Problem after problem, man, his grace and mercy lasted. Won't complain no more, I'm feeling fantastic. If you're looking for an answer, bet your daddy got it. Starting my day with a prayer. With a yeah, I started my day with a prayer. Yeah, I started my day with a prayer. Yeah, I started my day with a prayer. And I got to it. I got to it. And then I got to it. I got to it. Yeah, I got to it. I got to it. And then I got to it. I got to it. Cause I started my started my day with a prayer. Lord, I asked you. Can you walk beside me while I'm in the green pastures? Show me how to tell the real ones from the fake ones. Cause I've been leaning on you since the felony conviction. That's the truth. Even when they said that I'd be nothing. Learning how to look for all the signs and the wonders. Now I see the light. Guess that's why I am amazing. Was dirty as a prodigal. But now you want my bacon, please. I ain't ashamed. I'm committed. I'm committed. Why you wishy-washy on them fences? Don't you know he died for you? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't you know that he been waiting? You do you. But I'm starting my day with a prayer. With a prayer. Yeah, I started my day with a prayer. With a prayer. Yeah, I started my day with a prayer. With a prayer. Yeah, I started my day with a prayer. Then what you do? And I got to it. I got to it. And then I got to it. I got to it. Yeah, I got to it. I got to it. And then I got to it. I got to it. Because I started my... What a wonderful, wonderful interview that was with Rod Holmes and his song, Started My Day. I'm telling you, when when things change in our lives, when we go through things, when we, when we have uh, just that change where we know that the direction that we want to go in is just 
composed of so many different erroneous directions, we finally set ourselves on the path that we believe that we need to be on. And that is where Rod Holmes is today. We wish nothing but the best for him. Again, we have a wonderful show. Uh, I mean, just a great show for you today. And I'm going to go ahead and play some of the music that has been sent in to me. I am telling you, I have so much music that gets sent in to me every week. And there is nothing but, I mean, just how do you make it nowadays? That's going to be one of the stories that we're going to touch on and, and one of the subjects we're going to touch on today. Uh, but until here, until then, here is Blasphemy by Dina Howard. Uh, this is uh, 
WF Doc. I'm a rapper, uh, businessman, the whole nine. Uh, tell me about the whole nine. Tell, tell me about who WF is and how did you get to BWF and what does that mean? Uh, WF Doc, uh, the meaning of WF means world famous Doc, meaning, uh, you know, I, I got this name. Um, I would say an angel gave me this name. Because uh, what I wanted to be uh, was a doctor, and I wanted to be the one to find the cure for AIDS. And after my success of finding the cure for AIDS, I'll be the world famous doctor. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, while in college, it, music was really my number one thing that was really bugging me. So, um, so I was always focus on music. I'm in class and I'm writing songs. I'm in class. So I wasn't really focused on my pre-med doing my medicine, you know, uh, status. Mm-hmm. So I, I, what I decided to do was uh, take a recorder to record the professor while I write songs doing his, uh, doing class. And um, this is a little story. And this one chick always behind me, she always like, why are you always, why are you always writing the, the professor don't be talking and you're writing. So what are you always writing? I was like, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. So one day she snatched my uh, my paperwork. So we like writing and start running around in, in, in the classroom. And um, and the professor would, like try to like, stop us from doing all the craziness. Then later on when she started reading my stuff, she's like, oh, my God, you're writing a rap. What's, what's wrong with you? Don't you know you're supposed to be saving lives and stuff? You know, and I was like, man, from that point, I decided to change my major to business. And um, and after my pre-med, I was like, man, I'm going to business. I, I, then I just, you know, end up doing business in college versus going for uh, the whole medical stuff. And the music stuff was taking up a little bit, so everybody calling me Doc, Doc. So I'm like, man. So one day, I just felt like the angel talked to one of my homeboys and it's like, man, we're going to call him world famous Doc. So I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. So that's how it came wow. about, you know. Wow, wow, wow. So, okay, so <laughs> you're in class. You're taking, you're, I, I can just see it now. That's kind of like one of those movies where you see the kid, you know, he's not paying attention. He's drawing or he's doing something. And right. You got <laughs> <laughs> I can just see it. <laughs> so tell me, you know, after you figured out that, you know, a world-famous doctor literally is not what you want to, you know, not what you're, what, what, what's in the plans for you, you know, you, you switched over. What was that switch like? I mean, was it hard? Was it easy? Because everybody switches a uh, major. You know, right. It, it, was, know. it was hard. It was hard because as a kid, I always used to be the one to, you know, take my sister Bobby doll. And Doc it, open it up and say I'm operating these things and like oh my so God. I'm I'm <laughs> so <laughs> so you know I'm like I'm like dissecting Bobby dolls so so during the Christmas time when we was kids when my mom bought in a Bobby doll I was like oh my God yeah. Then the next week, they see me out there operating, like, oh, my God, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to save this Bobby doll life. They're like, no. Then my sister beat me, and her always getting in the fight because of 
I'm always dissecting her Barbie dog. I find a, I'll be looking for a rat to kill, anything to kill, just to dissect it. You know, it's like I was just the man with the knives looking for things to kill. <laughs> so, but but you know, I mean, it was hard because. You know, I always wanted to be that guy. Then later on, the music stuff just took over, you know, because the music, honestly, it's not something I really wanted to do because I used to hate rap music, you know. Yeah, I used to hate rap music. And, um, but I used to dance. I mean, if you, if you, if you ever heard my, my album, the new album I just released, it called Protector. It's a song on there called Survivor Story, and I talk about how I got started in the rap music and how I got started doing music, you know? And um, and the story behind it is, like, I used to break dance, but I was a kid, so everybody used to love me to see me break dancing, you know? So it was, like, it was cool. But actually to sit down and listen to a rap song, it was like, ugh, I couldn't do it. You know, and everybody was telling me it was the new stuff, is the hot stuff. I, I didn't like it. It's two things I used mm-hmm. to hit, rap music and slow music. <laughs> I couldn't stand those two kind of music. Like, when you put on slow music, it's almost like you curse at me, you know. Yeah. And when you put on rap music, it's like you curse at me, you know. But in due time, things just happened like the way it did. And, um... And now I'm this rapper guy. <laughs> and sometimes I can't I can't even believe myself. Like, man, sometimes I, you know, listen to the music. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. You know? It, it's unbelievable wow. to me, you know? Wow. But it's a this blessing, a- too. It's a blessing, too. Wow. And this, this, is, this is just a, a, a book. This is a book. This is like one of those twisting books that has that plot. If you think it's just going to go with it, and all of a sudden it just changes on you. So you hated yeah. rap music, and you are a rapper. This is amazing to me. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I have to because I want to come that direction, but I know we need to go in a different way. You know, wow. Is all I got to say. Wow. <laughs> so, this <laughs> From being a real doctor to being now a rap doctor, okay, because that's what right, you are. Right, right, right. You can like the first place. But now, so tell me about your plight in the music and getting your music out there, and what are the challenges to being vegan artist? Um, I will start with the challenges. I think living in America is is good. But the whole racism and all the stuff is bad, and um, that's one of the challenge. Uh, one of the other challenges is being from overseas, in the West Africa, Liberia, you know, Morovia is where I'm from, originally, um, and doing the style or kind of music I'm doing in America, most especially with this type of style I have. It's shocking to a lot of people. It amazes them. They're like, oh, he's from Africa and he raps? Are you serious? So it's kind of like, it's so it's all something unbelievable. Then when I try to get the Yemi rap, they're like, oh, my God, but he, he's okay. He's not bad. They're like, but wow, he's from Africa. Can you believe that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So 
So it's like before I get the chance or people buy my demo and stuff like that, if they don't know where I'm from, it's easier. You see what I'm saying? But when I soon to know where I'm from, it's harder. Like, you know, because they don't, they don't know nobody from Africa because Africa out here to people, it's like they think Africa is a one country versus being a continent, you know? And uh, people in America is raised on Africa and this whole Africa is a zoo type of deal, you know? They forget to know Africa is a continent with culture and government and everything else that within America, you know? So, right. but I, I guess they haven't been taught in that sense. They've been taught as Africans as being poor, Africans as being um, uh, uh, like a hunter, uh, you know, living with animals. So they really don't have much idea of African as civilized African as culture in the in 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 the normalized world. You know what I'm saying? That is the kids don't have that mentality of who African is. They got that mentality of African are bushmen. You know? Yeah. So. So it's kind of like in high school, I was always questioned, do I have, do when I was a kid, do I have lion as my pet? Do I have tiger as my pet? Uh, 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 do I saw elephant? Do I hang out with giraffes? Do I, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like the question they asked me was like beyond my understanding. And I grew up, I was you know, my family live in a very rural area, which is called Morovia, it's the capital city, and I never saw animal. Honestly, I never saw no lion or nothing until I moved to America and went to a zoo. You know what I'm So that's when that's when I saw the wildlife animals that they always were questioning me about. So it's like, wow. I finally seen a giraffe. You know, I seen it on the Discovery Channel like everybody else. I seen the the, the lion like everybody else on the Discovery Channel. I seen this, you know, whatever they were talking about on the Discovery Channel. But in reality, I never experienced it in real life. So going through that and facing those questions was like something I couldn't answer. And so what I used to do, I just used to be by myself. And mm-hmm. and mo- yeah, I just use because either I, I'm getting into a fight with people, or because they they couldn't understand who I was. Wow. I I know I used to dress like Americans. I dress like African. I used to have my African gear, so I, I wear my African gear. So the principal in the school used to call me Africa. <laughs> so one of my homeboy, yeah, one of my homeboy got pissed off at the principal and told him never to call me uh, uh, Africa anymore. If you ever do, he he gonna have a problem with him because because at the time I just used to smile and laugh at it because of all the negative, not negative question, but all the uh, uh, irrelevant question they used to ask me, you know. So right, so now emerging into rap, it was like. Wow, this dude rap? Wow, and and, and I told him in, in in my classes, I was like, man, I'm a rap, and like, oh, 
dude, he from Africa. He rap, wow, you know. So it was kind of like amazing to them. So I'm I'm rapping, doing doing lunchtime and stuff like that, and then they're like, whoa, oh my god, he rap, you know what I'm saying? But he's from Africa, and he rap, wow, you know. <laughs> yeah. so it was weird. Wow. It was weird. So I mean, now it's like now it's like things is it's to a point that people, I think now people just accepting me as a rapper because they can't they can't go no way but accept me because the song is hot. The record is it's like unbelievable hot. They're like they're like, man, he's saying some real stuff. He's spitting. He like you know what I'm saying? So they're like, Wow, mm-hmm. I, there's no way but all right, let me buy it. How much is your demo? You know what I'm saying? How much is your C D? How much is it did? You know, so people I try to start coming around because this, the skill is the one that engulfed them. It's not the the origin no more. It's not. They're not looking at me as the the African guy no more. Some people are not seeing that no more. But because when they hear the music, the music take over that whole heritage thing, you know. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's it's that was the challenge, you know, you know, crossing over, and. And being accepted, it was a big challenge. I think now people just accepting me, you know, and and that's how I I seen it now because the music is selling and everything is looking good, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like people now accepting me, you know. Right. And that's you know what? I'm so sorry for the ignorance of certain people. You know, they don't realize that you know cities are worldwide. <laughs> yeah, worldwide. Yeah, I know, I know. Worldwide, I mean, you know. Wow. But I mean, it's it just you know, I don't honestly. It it was good and bad, but I learned through my obstacles. You know, said I learned to face the obstacle versus me turning away and 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 and, and going in my little corner and like, you know what? I ain't doing this no more. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I hear you. Wow. So, what Yeah, so I mean, it's a lot of stories to me, man. I ain't going front. <laughs> it's a lot of stories to me, man. But that's another story, you know what I'm saying? We, we can talk about that one in the next interview. We got to keep something for the next one. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. We do not. Tell me, tell me about your song, Twister, featuring Twister Moolah Dance. Tell me about that. Uh, how it came about, or just tell you about the record, period. Whatever you want to say, you know, what do you have to say okay, about it? Okay, all right. You know, you know, I I think that record is a blessing, too, because um, I'm very spiritual. That's that's why a lot of people don't know about me, you know what I'm saying, and which is not bad. It's good, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever I want, I say it before it happens. I know it's kind of weird, but it's, it's truth, you know. Um mm-hmm. Before the whole Twister stuff, I mean, I know Twister from around the way forever because I'm, you know, West Side, we West Side people, you know what I'm saying? I've been out in Chicago forever, and, and I know Twister, but not to the point that we kick it with homeboys and stuff like that. But we, we pass we, we pass ways all the time, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, so I, I, I had worked with this one group called Crucial Conflict, 
which is you know one of Chicago big artists. You know, what I'm saying on the they was big in 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 the early nineties, mid nineties. My bad, and they had a hit record called Head, which is real good. It's, it's still, they're still doing shows and stuff like that. Big up to Crucial Conflict um, from Chicago, and um, so one of the members from Crucial Conflict, which I, I believe is the leader, Y Style, he. You know, we mean we had a little meeting, and I was telling him how I wanted to feature a Buster Ram. And he was like, "Oh man, I can get Buster Ram," but unfortunately, we couldn't get Buster Ram because the it was it was kind of like intertwined to get Buster. So, <clears throat> and I said to myself, like, "But I got I got the big homie right here. You know what I'm saying? I need to holler him." So mm-hmm. I, I was in the um, I was in the uh, Post office, I'll make you know mailing some stuff out, and I ran into his manager, and his manager I've been knowing him too, but not knowing him like I you know crosswood with Twister. Uh, so I remember I opened for Twister like when my freshman year in college, so we, I always had that in mind. I wanted to work with Twist because. You know, he his style is is unique, and you know because we got that whole Chicago flavor stuff going. You know, so right. I'm like, man, I want to I want to work with Twist. So, um, but the whole thing came about by me um, taking action. I asked people on Facebook. I said, who y'all want to see me work with? Which artist? So everybody putting their name, putting their name, putting their names, and I'm like, hmm, all the names they were putting up was good. But Twister name was always number one in my head, you know. So, so when I when I got the record uh, Moolah Dance, uh, the the track from the producer, when we were looking for the track, we went through all kinds of different tracks. But when that track came on, I was like, "Oh, that's it." He was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "That's that, that's it right there." He was like. You want this one? He like, man, I was keeping it to get this to bust around. I was like, man, I want that track. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we were like, so you see, it was still bust around me coming up, you know. So anyway, we end up. So he was like, man, you sure you can mess with this track? I said, man, this is all me right here. So we went ahead, laid that track down, and everybody in the studio were going crazy, like, wow. You're like, who are you going to put on this track? Bust around. I said, no, I'm going to put the big homie Twist on this. I'm like, they're like, Twist? I said, yeah. So he was like, wow, are you serious? I said, yeah. So I, I, go, I, I, I called the manager. Uh, which his name is Raw. I called him, got him on the phone, and we talked about it, how we going to chop it up. So we chopped it up pretty nicely. And um, so Twist came to my birthday party and they'll hang out with me and stuff like that in, in the whole in the whole now. And uh, at the birthday party, we talked about how we're going to uh, do the song. So within that week, and I send the track to Twister, he knock it out, and, and, we, and we have Moolah Dance. And um, I will give it up to my, 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 uh, my engineer, um, uh, Mr. Anderson. <clears throat> He's the one that makes down the records. Uh, he, his name is... Um, uh, Steve Anderson, he's like a, a, he don't like to be interviewed or anything. He's just like a behind the scene kind of guy, and mm-hmm. he the one honestly brought that record to life, man. Because the way he makes that record down, I was shocked. I was like, wow. I mean, we did our thing on the record, but his mix was like crazy. I was like, wow. 
you know, and um, and none of the records out there, man. People digging it, they're loving it, you know what I'm saying? But uh, the person I make it all happen, though, is my 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 sister for life. Her name is uh, Heather. She, you know, Robinson. She the one, you know, stood by me and really make it happen. You know, saying without her, it, it wasn't gonna be no Moolah dance. But she, she stood by me because doing certain air era, I had a little rough air, rough time, and she stood by me and she make it all happen. So big up to Heather for making that happen. So the world now got Moolah dance. We're about to shoot the music video. Um, this month, actually, the 26th, 27th in Miami. So if anybody mm-hmm. out there in Miami, man, come out there, you know, you can get a hold of me through cashnowentertainment.com. Uh, you can just Google me on uh, WF Doc, and all my information will come up. You can send me a Facebook inbox message, uh, you know, you can email me, uh, cashnowent at hotmail.com. If you want to be part of the music video, we should be in my in Miami uh, this month, September twenty sixth, twenty seven. But anyway, Cyril gave me all that information. <laughs> but anyway, that's how yeah, it came about, man. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, you know, before we finish the, the interview, because man, you have so much to give. What would your suggestion be to people who who thought they were going to do one thing and ended up doing something different? What do you suggest to those people? You know. It, 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 I would say, don't don't feel don't feel like you're not going to reach that milestone financially because sometimes people make those decisions based on their financial status. You know, they want to be rich, they want to be this, they want to be that. You know, and mm-hmm. um, because you're not going to be that person you out you wanted to be. It doesn't mean you're not going to reach that milestone because I hate to preach to you, but God is the one that picked our careers. You know, that's mm-hmm. how I feel. You know, mm-hmm. because sometimes you you want to be a soccer player or you want to be a ball player, you end up getting hurt. You know, then you end up being some doctor or some lawyer or something other than a ball player. You see what I'm saying? And you're yeah. still going to get the money you are supposed to get being that lawyer or being that ball player, you know? Yeah. So I would say don't don't see that change as a roadblock. See that change as a new birth of life to take you to a better place than the ball player or the doctor stuff are going to take you because – you know, you can be a role model doing anything in this world. You don't have to be what you wanted to be. You got to be what God wants you to be. You see what I'm saying? And that's just how I look at it. And that's wonderful. I want to thank you for being on the show. WF Doc, man, I'm glad you're a rapper and not a doctor. I don't know if I could. I don't know, man. You being a <laughs> That just scared the heck out of me a little bit. <laughs> but but uh, one wow. thing I will say though, man, um, the music Moolah Dance is out right now. So everybody who listened to this, I mean Moolah Dance is out featuring Twister. 
Uh, please, please go ahead, get it it's on iTunes, everywhere, uh, Spotify, whatever. Get it. It's hot. And uh, the music video will be done uh, in Miami. If you're in Miami, uh, get a hold of me, Cash Now Entertainment on Facebook or CashNowEntertainment.com. You can still get a hold of me, you know what I'm saying? And, um, and another thing, too, I, I also got my album. The physical album is being sold on CashNowEntertainment.com, but the digital copy, the digital album will be released October 5th. You know what I'm saying? So people will still get the opportunity to get the whole album. The entire album is fire. I got Jimmy Black, one of my homeboy brother in front of another mother on that album. He's cold. He's next level. I got uh, Skull. He's he's like the new he's like the new member. Crazy type flow. Um, Roxy Love. And uh, she on the next single, which is called which is called Cool. She on the next single with me. I mean, the album is real nice, and I got a song on there called All Life Matters, which talk about what we're going on right, what's going on right now in our community, in our neighborhoods, in in this country. So it's a really hot record. Uh, very controversial, but it's a hot record. It's something that people need to listen to, uh, you know. And I got some nice party joint on there. Some, so hood record feel like it's very hood. And uh, I mean, whatever general music style of song you want to listen to, it's on the album. It's really hot. So I, the name of the album is called Presecto, uh which is an Italian word for chosen, uh, selective. So I just call it chosen one. So Presento album, physical album is out right now on cash9entertainment.com. Please pick it up, pick up the physical copy, or you can wait October 5th and pick up the digital copy, which will be available on all online stores, including uh, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, uh, Google Play. Just, just whatever music is sold, it's going to be there. So pick it up October 5th. Presetto album, WF Doc on the album. I got I got Twister. I got Mike Jones on oh, my bed. My bed, my bed. Mike Jones is on the album. So pick up, you know, I know a lot of people know her, Mike Jones, in a while. Pick up the album, man. It's hot. See, that's all I had to say, lady. Appreciate you for having me on the show, man. And big up to my homeboy, Mizonic. Mizonic is the reason why I'm on this show right now. So big up. To my man Mizonic, you know what I'm saying? He got a lot of love for me. I got a lot of love for my brother. Uh, and the whole nine, the whole squad out there, the team Unstoppable, we coming, y'all. We coming. So please speak up my album. Please, please speak of the single. Moolah Dance is popping. It's popping. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do my Moolah Dance. Okay. Okay. Connect. 
Okay. Okay. Come on, dog. Okay. Roll with it. Never quit it. Yeah, well, I made it because I fuck with it. Never got the whole world doing my dance. Do my move like dance. Candy rolls this corner of a man. Kiss this money like a jigger man. Or get my competition frozen hand. No voodoo. This one was planned. Now I make it big one fun. Go hard like my rapper is just begun. The busting, I mean, with a beat begun. I'm busting back, got him on the run. Touching and dancing in the rare room. Calling these haters fools a bum. People don't understand, so I live wrong. Turn up. Wanna hear my song? Oh, you know, you know what? I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So tell me about yourself. 
uh, I'm a, I'm actually, you know, I go two ways with this. I'm, I'm a, well, man, I go so many ways with this, but I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm a record label owner, owns Entertainment uh, Incorporated, and uh, which I uh, started this from just purely putting music on online, and I uh, started it with that intention of just uh, at the time in 2012 when. I kind of saw ahead of time that music was going to go into streaming, so I thought I wanted to get a piece of it. So uh, as a rapper, uh, myself, uh, Kilo Mo, um, I've been around, you know, 20-plus years just rapping and, and performing and being an entertainer. I was a bodybuilder uh, uh, before before I started this company in 2012. So, like, the stage and being a performer just wasn't new to me. Um, I've been rapping all my life. Uh, I've been rapping since... Since I was real, so I was real little, like five, six years old. So <clears throat> it was a natural progress for me. And just being in, you know, being into the entertainment business, I wanted to learn how to exploit my music and, and, and learn how to make money from it. So, you know, here I am, and, and that's who I am, basically, in so many ways. Um, I got my name Kilo from a little bitty funky town out in the Midwest named Topeka. Um, okay. My father was in the military, so I ended up out there in those those are through some of my formative years, like middle school, high school, whatever. So I got out there, and you know, just like when I was a '90s kid, and when you were in trouble in the '90s, you, you know, when you were growing up in the '90s, you got in trouble. You you got into things, and that's how I got the name Kilo Mo is uh, out there, and I had an infamous time out there, and uh, boom. So fast forward to now, it's like uh, I got into some trouble. Uh, I, I got out of prison and. I got into bodybuilding, personal training. I built a really successful company that way, and uh, I got an injury. And before you know it, boom, here we are. I got a regular label. Wow. Wow and wow. So, Kilo, <laughs> all right. So, mm-hmm. you know, there are so many awesome stories about people out there that are doing wonderful things like yourself who have grown in their business. When you think about your life when you began, and then now you're like, now, what is the major difference between then and now? And if you knew then what you know now, what would that be? That Man, that's a great question. Um, cause I don't, <clears throat> you know, it's funny. I don't think about it much, not by, like, design or anything. It's just I'm so busy, so focused, and so, uh, uh, we call it, got the blinders on, you know, and that's what mm-hmm. was missing from then. Is uh, I've had the skills. I played. I played ball in school. You know, I was a very reputable uh, high school basketball and football player and track. Um, I, I lifted weights. I was, you know, I was reputable there. I think the difference between all the way then and now is focus. Focus is the key word. I think um, I didn't have the focus. You know, it was. I was easily distracted. You know, I get into things. You know, uh, look around and say, "Ooh, look, he has that. I want to get it too." You know, you know what? And I can do it better. And the next thing you know, I'm distracted. Right, right. I'm distracted, you know. You know, so I didn't know how to channel my competitive spirit. You know, a lot of us are very competitive, especially on the hood. We lot, we're real competitive, and we're competitive at some of the mm-hmm. most pettiest things. And if I think we can channel that focus into something more positive, positive direction, um, I think we'll get, you know, exactly where I'm going in, in this point in time. And so, yeah, that's the difference. It's definitely focus. Mm, mm, mm. So. Being that now that you have that focus and you have that record label, tell me something about a record label executive because let me tell you something. You know how hard it is as an artist to get out there, but now having being an artist and having a record label, tell me about that. Man, you really know what you're doing. Good questions. 
I think there are a lot of interviews, and sometimes you know I got to coach him. No, yeah, yeah, got to coach him, got to coach him. Uh, no, that's a good, good really, Neil Ryan's a solid question is because people don't understand what the definition of make it is, quote unquote. And uh, and the difference between myself and let's just say the artist that's hard to really get something going. I understand the economy of music. Yeah, I understand the economy of entertainment. It was the same way with bodybuilding. People used to be like, "Man, bodybuilding is hard. How do you, you know, how do you get, how are you making money this way? It costs a lot of money." But see, I understand the economy of fitness. And you know, when you hear these numbers on the news and you hear these numbers in magazines, they're like, you know, music is a multi-fifty billion dollar enterprise, a fifty billion dollar entity. But I go around and I see all these people. They all complain about how broke they are. So I'm like, man, well, where's the money? You know, where's the fifty billion? Where's the hundred billion? So I focus on where that money is being generated. And so as a as a record label executive, I try to concentrate my efforts on uh, uh, monetizing the entertainment experience, the product. And that's, I think, what a lot of people forget about, again, is the product, the economy. Um, just like the last, the last guy that was on here, he, he has his product in order. And, and the reason why I say that is because he's here, and he's here for a reason. And see, there's a whole lot of other musicians that are not here. They're not here speaking to you. See, so that's that's why it's hard for them. You know what I mean? Because there's people that listen to you, and there's people that listen to you, they buy music. And so I'm here to pitch the music. Hey, I'm Keela Mo. everybody check me out. And I'm the uh, CEO of OMG Entertainment, and I think y'all should check out my music. Make sure you Google Kilo Mo, and that's M.O.E. You see how that works? And so that's the economy of music because I just let everybody know who I am and where you can find my product. And that's the part of it. It's not necessarily uh, everything's hard especially when you're putting your best foot forward. However, though, it's not as complex as everybody seems to make it to be. And so as a record label executive, as an artist, as I don't care as a McDonald's floor worker, I don't care what you are, you have to understand the economy and everything that you're involved in where money is exchanging hands and find out where you fit in that, you know. So that's how I look at it. I hope I didn't go too hard on that. (laughs) No, no, you did, you did, you did. You know, man, I tell you, Okay, I'm in the music industry, been in the music industry all my life. Mom is, you know, from the McFerrin family. Bobby yeah, you know, my beautiful. mom, Donna yes. Summer, my mom, Evelyn Thomas. So I've been in the music industry for a long time. And the one thing I've noticed is there are so many people complaining about not making it. Do you realize? I, I yeah. don't think they realize the percentile of the person that makes it and how many artists yeah. there really are that in the industry. I don't That's think they can. That's why you have to define making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, not, it's not making it when you're a true artist. It's more like, hey, how can I affect my path and keep my life on track, being focused, like you said, and also mm-hmm. just being happy and doing music. If you make it great, if you don't, great. But, I mean, not to complain right. about, oh, you know, they don't have this anymore. I mean, how many times have you heard that now since the music industry has changed? I hear it every day, and I hear it all the time, and uh, especially with the complaints about the streaming rate. And I get that. I mean, they don't pay a lot, you know, per stream, but, you know, you have to figure the economy out. And so, okay, guys, it goes a little bit of advice. If you're complaining about the streaming rate, put out more music. Well, if you're complaining about it's expensive to put out music, figure out how to put it out, cut the cost, figure out how to record yourself, figure out how to mix yourself, figure these things out, figure the economy out and create economy around it. There's always economy for everything. 
there's always a person. This is America, man. There's 300 million billion people. You know what I mean? You know, you get 100 of them to give you a dollar, you got $100. You know, I just come from a sales background. <laughs> you know, you got to do the yeah. numbers. And I think, you know, I think that that whole no, nothing's happening for me comes from this whole no, nobody's doing nothing for me. And then that goes into the whole, you know, I, I need somebody to do something for me. But, you know, sis, bro, you know, you're always going to be without anything if you wait for somebody to do something for you. You know, and that's, you know, know, that's kind of where we are. You know, it don't matter if you're you're making, if you're in a million-dollar situation or if you're in a hundred-dollar situation, if you don't get out here and make it work for you, it's not going to work for you, and somebody's going to eat off of you, and only only them, Mm -hmm. only them. They're they're the only ones that's going to eat, you know. Hey, I hear that. Now, here is this question that I did get from one of my listeners, and they asked me, they said, can I ask you, is it possible, and I, thought, I already know the answer to this question, but I want you to answer it because you're the radio exec and I'm just an artist, but is it possible nowadays to get that advance from the record label to go ahead and go out and be an artist? Even more so now. Um, that's also a buyer beware, you know. I mean, like I say this to guys all the time. I give them options, and I'm like, well, if you want an advance, you know, what you going to give me? It's, you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's how that's going to work. It has, you know, what are you willing to part with? I mean, I'm willing to give you, I'm willing to cut you a check, but what are you willing to part with? Is it worth it to you? I always ask them that, you know, because I, I find that over here on entertainment, that's how I think. We are family over here. So I don't, I'm not here to just exploit artists. I'm here to exploit their catalog so we can all create a content for it. And we can all, you know, do whatever we've been trying to dream to do. And so, yeah, that advance is there. If we look at it, let's look at some of the newer guys, you know, your little punks and your little, I don't know, just put that L-I-L name. <laughs> little, little Zan, little Yachty. But they're getting huge advances. And they're getting huge advances. Listen to me, guys. They're getting huge advances. We're talking $20 million, $30 million, $40 million because, you know, a million streams is worth about $6,000. You know what I mean? So let's just say you got 100 records. Do your math for you. You do a hundred records at at five thousand dollars a stream at five thousand dollars per million streams. There's your math right there. So they're they'll be yeah. willing to give you they'll be willing to give you twenty million up front because they they own the song. You know, mm-hmm. If you're doing a hundred songs at at five thousand dollars a song, you know per million streams, she'll sure take twenty million. I'm gonna get my twenty million back in twenty four months, and I'll make another twenty million from that. And another course, yeah, the advance is there. Again, you have to create the economy around, and that's where I keep right. saying that word that's economy where, because. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that's, that's where they fall. Yeah. that you know, it's not like the old days where they gave they, you know the regular labels came out to the clubs. Like when my mom got discovered, they came out to the club, and you know who was playing there? Earth, Wind, and Fire, Evelyn Thomas, um, and Michael Brown. And then there was Martha Walsh mm-hmm. and and the, and the Weather Girls were all in one club. They picked all of them up from the club. They don't do that anymore. You right. Know, you Let's say that was twenty. You got to have that economy. That's what I'm saying. You know, you got to have that economy. It doesn't happen yeah. like it used to. No. Let's say that was forty years ago, maybe. Forty. Two thousand. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's all heads. You know, we can't calculate that time. Everything was twenty years ago. That's. No, I'm saying, but, <laughs> but let's say 40 years ago, 40 years ago, everyone couldn't make music. And let's top that off. Mm-hmm. 40 years ago, everyone wasn't a, a skilled musician. Now, right. everyone, quote, unquote, is a skilled musician. 
with that being said, mm-hmm. you can, you know, grandma can, can, can give you $500 for your birthday, and you can get you a pretty nice setup and record a record and have a record produced and ready to put out with the price of a button through an iPad. Now you can take that record and put it on the Internet. Rather it's rather mm-hmm. it's put together right or rather it's registered right, that's a whole different ballgame. But now let's take that. You got some 100,000. You know, you can tell them executive. I like numbers. Uh, <clears throat> it's some 120-something thousand uh, new records that go out uh, every month. Do you know that? Not every year, but every month. 120-something thousand new records I own distribution as well. I own distribution company. I'm the greatest publisher. And uh, some 120-something thousand records go out every every month. That's the economy of it. So with that being said, record label is like, man, I don't have to give you an event. I need to see what you can do with this record before I give you an event. Versus back in that time, 40 years ago, I need somebody to give an event. We need to make some money. You see the difference? So, you know, mm-hmm. that's the uh, and that's where, you know, now, you know, it's cherry picking. We, we can look for the music and pick and choose who we want to give money to. Uh, uh, 40 years ago, some people could make music, not everybody, so now we need somebody. And actually, mm-hmm. artists had a little more power. They just got tricked a lot, but artists had a little more power. Like, no, nah, no, nah, that's a small yeah. event. It's a little light event, homie. I need 50000 not 20 You know? <laughs> so that's the difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, t- you know what? You know, everybody has that power in their hands now uh, to do what they, you know, they purpose to do in life. And people just want to see if they go through with their word. You know, a lot of people talk a big game, but they don't really go through with it. And it's like, okay, well, all right. No, you're right. That's my biggest problem. I think a lot of the Internet has created a whole uh, universe of, uh, and I say universe because it is existing in its own thing, this internet thing. And it, you know, you can say and do what you want, and you can be who you want on your own, you know, and you can create all of these false standards, and no one's going to do anything about it. And on top of that, if you do do anything about it, you'll have that side of the internet that'll say, hey, you can't say nothing about that because that's wrong, you know, but even though that guy did the mm-hmm. wrong thing, but. You know, and so that's where that comes. It's again, it's just a game of nerves. It's so much of everything now. Like, you know, yeah. and there was a time where, you know, to have a flat screen was a big deal, and that was just ten years ago. Now everybody's got four or five of them in every room. You know, not just one yep. or two; they have eighty of them. So, you know, it's these numbers. It's, know. You know, we got this illusion that everybody has so much anymore, and we can show it on Instagram. <laughs> I don't even wear as much jewelry as I used to because of that, you know, like this yeah, you can just go buy you some jewelry online, you know. And grandma yep. you find yep. <laughs> That's what's happening, you know, and so now there's there's this the aura of being a hip hopper, having something you know, having a bling or whatever you want to call it, having some things, you know, uh uh, uh stunting, at least call it, the rims and stuff. You can go rent rims now. So it's like it's not even anything to have rims on your car anymore. So, you know, it's just kinda bleeding hip hop itself for what it is as well, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So tell me about your song. I mean, I went on your website, and I saw your song, Bragging. Tell me about that. But first of all, tell me how people can reach you. Um, Easiest way to reach me, again, is my website, www.kilomomusic.com. Make sure you keep the E in there, kilomomusic.com. Um, if you guys need more information on my label, that's www.omgentmusic.com. 
But the link is also on my Kilo Mo Music website. Just go through there and everything that I'm about, what I'm talking about, facts and figures, they're all on my website. Um, you can reach me there. Um, my song, Bragging, um, we recorded that uh, last year, I believe, uh, from my last tour. Um, excuse me, because I travel a lot, so it's sometimes I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> I think you know about that, right? <laughs> okay. You don't know what day, year, when you did something. <laughs> no, no. So, right, right, right. Bragging is uh, recorded by a uh, beat maker. Um, and I think uh, if you're if you if you if you're getting around the internet and you're doing music or if you're getting around the internet and you see music, you know about Twan Beatmaker. And if you know anything about Kilo Mo music, uh, Twan Beatmaker is probably my go-to guy uh, for my music and my songs when it comes to you know big radio hits or you know big anthems that I like to do. That's my thing, big anthems. And uh, so bragging is just it was basically an affirmation, man. Like I was trying to let everybody know. You know, because I played the humble card for a really long time, and a lot of people said, "Man, you've done a lot. You need to come out of that." You know, and so, and that was why I went in on it. I am the shit. It ain't nobody yeah. out here like us. You know, yeah, because I kind of looked and I had the chance. Like, man, I'm looking around and everybody's trying, and I didn't look. I'm six years in, and no one's even moved an inch on what they were trying to do. And I've moved several yards. We got several touchdowns. We putting points up. I'm putting other artists up putting numbers up. 200,000 streams this year, so there it is. That's why we bragging. And that was why in the first verse, I'm saying get into the game, get off of the bench. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Let's go. You know, and that's man, I'm, I'm about inspiration and motivation mostly, man. A lot of times it, 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 it hits people the wrong way, but that's how I want you to do. I don't want you to be comfortable. I don't want you to be comfortable around me, because around me, we work, mm-hmm. and that's what we all do. You know, and that's just what that's- bragging's about. You know, it's not about talking down. It's really about bringing you up. That's what I'm trying to do. You know, like, hey, man, you can do it. You can do it. Like, man, you can go back and look on my – because that's what I like about the Internet. You can go back and look at my early – you still there? Yeah, I'm here. My bad. Yeah, that was my phone making a noise. But I could go back and look at my early works, 10 streams, 15 streams. That's why I leave all my old stuff up on purpose. I want people to see the progression. And now we're doing 200,000 yeah. streams. And I'm getting checks. We did $18,000 in music last year. That's a fact. You can go look it up on the IRS, people. Come on, man. We, we're not playing. And that's why I'm bragging. That's what the song's about. That's it. That's it. That's it. I want to thank you for being on the show, Kilo, man. It's been a pleasure. And you know what? People yes. go ahead and go to KiloMOEMusic.com. And and uh, and you know just see just see them in action and you can do that too whatever you want to do you can do it Kilo thank you again for being on the show and thank you for having me so much thank you all right then we'll talk again soon yeah certainly will all right and here it is Dragon on Beatmaker the Hitmaker. I am the shit. 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 I am the sh
climbing the fence. You sit on the bench, get off of the bench. Get into the game, get into the mix. You flicking the wrist. I'm moving that shit. No movie with this, got knowledge itself. No koofy and shit. I sip out the licks, complex as a bitch. I rep with the plug, what connects to the bricks. No sex for a month, just counting the chips. Light up to the fifth, re up in the bins. No sleep till it sins. Fill up in the bags, run for the pins. My gun is the pin. No love for the men that run with the pigs. You run for that shit. You slept on the dick, the police is shit. They hate and they piss. We pissing out sham, we setting up deals. Get to the chips. Whipping the whips, big as your crib. Get with the real, they fuck with me saying. I am the
It's just people doing their thing. How, you know, a lot of people tell me, oh, nobody's going to want to be on that station. Nobody's going to want to listen to that. Well, I know too many people out there, too many, that do. I know too many people out there that need this inspiration. They need to hear people doing it. They need to hear it. And from time to time, we all get discouraged. The other day I was sitting here and I was going, how am I going to get my station out among all these other stations? What separates me from them? Sometimes you have to stop and sit and think, what separates you from everyone else? That is going to be your niche. I am not trying to be like everybody else. I really am not. I'm not I, I don't want to be. I want to be me. And, and just like Kilo, I have left all of my first episodes. We're talking 300, almost 400 episodes ago, all right? Countless, countless interviews. Because sometimes I do one interview, and sometimes I do six in one show. I do this because these interviews saved me. I know that these interviews have changed my life. Listening to people come on this show and tell me that this is what I'm doing. This is what I plan to do, but it didn't work out like this. It worked out like this. That saved me from a life of medical depression. I would have been a medicated son of a gun if I didn't have this station. And I know that bringing these people on this show, showing you that it is possible, I mean, this is what makes a difference to me in my life. And if it did it for me and I'm really nobody, why not for other people? You know, there are so many people out there that have so many big dreams, and they don't realize that these big dreams don't just come, you know, like, bang, here it is, big. No, it starts off small, a thought, a movement. That's why I am such a big advocate on getting a book, a goal book. And so I'm going to take it a step further. I am in production right now to make my own goal book. That's right. To make my own goal book. And to actually put it so that you guys can get your hands on one and do exactly what I think should be done to keep you focused. I I don't know what else to tell you. What else should I say? What else can I do? If you want to be whatever it is you want to be, you got to be it before anyone will take notice. If you want to be a writer, write a book. Self-publish it if you have to. Shop it around. You want to write a series, write it. If you want to do music, do it. So many things you can do with your life, but you and only you have the key to begin. 
I want to say that this is this is something so precious to me. This station is so precious to me that I have allotted an entire room out of my whole house. And all it is is it about it's about this show and my music. I set it up that way. I do have the studio. I go in from time to time, but mostly I'm right here. If you're serious about accomplishing a goal, if you're serious about going after something, if you're serious about your dream, guess what? There is no one else that's going to make it happen unless you first take those steps to go forward. And I have to say that I am guilty of not going after my dreams and my goals, too. At times I get depressed. At times I get discouraged. At times I stop. Permanent thing. I move forward regardless. I want to encourage you today that regardless of what you feel, regardless of how you're feeling, because most people really don't care how you feel, keep going. Don't stop. Press forward. Keep it moving. I have a whiteboard that I bought two days. And then my goal book is fashioned out for the week. And then I have a long-term goal book. Then I have another book. And they all have purposes. And I grab these books and I write in these books and I go back to them every other day to make sure I am on track regardless of how I feel. Pushing forward, moving forward, sometimes you don't feel like it. You're tired. That's not an excuse anymore. Because if we as dreamers, as people, as dream chasers, if we stop and we put our feelings aside, we can get so much more done. It's such an exciting time to be able to have your own future in your palm. What we do with it, that's where it matters. So I encourage you today to pick up that dream. If you if you dropped it, if you have let your feelings get in the way of your forward movement, I want you to pick up that dream, dust it off, put it under your arm, and walk proudly towards the next goal in accomplishing this dream. And I want you to know that the dream never dies. So there's a famous saying that says, if you don't fulfill your dream, you will be fulfilling the dream of someone else. Where do you want to be? Where do you want to be? You want to be on the side of fulfilling a dream? Or do you want to be on the side of fulfilling someone else's dream? Because a dream is going to be fulfilled. If you work for McDonald's, guess who started that? If you work for if you work for a company, guess who started that company? It was a person. 
Companies aren't started by machines. They're, they're started by people with dreams who press forward, who never gave up, no matter how they felt, no matter how many doors were closed in their faces, no matter who said no to them, they found the yes in a whole haystack of no's. Believe me, I know. I want you to be encouraged today. As much as you guys have encouraged me in every episode, I'm behind you 100%. I want to see every one of my guests succeed in their goals and their dreams. Everyone. So hit me up on Facebook dot com forward slash dream chasers radio hit me up on twitter the yaya diamond hit me up on instagram the yaya diamond let me know what you're doing comment on these episodes let us know what you think about these episodes if you have any questions if you have any comments if you have any anything to say let me know about it i want to hear i want to answer let's be interactive here but most of all let's go let's do this and with that, we have our next guest. I want to say welcome to the show. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hello, this is L. Lamont, author of The Consequence of Chance, self-published novel. Sweetness. Sweetness. So tell us about that. Tell us, tell us about yourself and, and, and what you do. Well, first of all, I'd like to say hello to you, Yaya, and thank you for this opportunity. I'm very grateful for it. I am an educator out of Houston, Texas. I've been in education nearly 15 years, taught in the public school system here in HISD, and I actually worked overseas for a stint, working in Abu Dhabi as an English teacher in high school for an all-male high school, uh, about two or three of them. Came back home in 2016 and reentered the American school system, and I'm currently at ProVision Academy in Sunnyside, Texas, and uh, I'm also working as an English teacher for Houston Community College as well, but in the midst of all that, my other passion is writing, and that's how we got to where we are now, uh, currently mm. about to release my second novel. Oh, sweetness. So tell us more about your lifestyle vlog videos, though. I like those. Well, basically, I wanted to try to introduce um, a concept. Don't really see too many African American uh, male figures that produce content on lifestyle. I mean, they're out there. They're definitely out there, but it's not as dominant as you may see with other uh, lifestyle blogs, particularly uh, for women. And as a older gentleman, I'll say older, being forty-four. Um, wanted to try to spark an interest in style from my uh, a, a more mature standpoint. You know, I'm someone who likes to wear suits to work. I'm still an old school guy. I wear suits every day, well, most of the week. And um, just those types of things. Also, fine dining, you know, going out to nice restaurants. Just all those types of things, you know. And enjoying life for what it is. All that life has to offer through travel um, and just experiencing different cultures. Mm, 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 mm. I love that. I love that. All right. So now 
tell us what's next for you, though. I mean, after your your novel, after everything, tell me tell me what's going on. Well, basically, by our second novel, I'm about to release. It's a, a very different turn from my first. My first novel was based on a character, Douglas Moore, who was a school teacher, and he wins the lottery. And so that book was more or less from a first-person narrative. This book that I'm excited about as well is a third-person retelling of a story between a married couple who decides to have an open relationship. And basically I take the reader through a, a roller coaster ride of emotions and just challenge the notion that maybe in 2018 and beyond the new paradigm shift is pop, pop, possibly polygamy. I know that's a tough thing for African-Americans to swallow. I know we don't really oh, yeah. look at things like that. But we look at the disparaging numbers of uh, single men or single women to men, the ratio. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it's something that if there's mature people involved, it could be not only a spiritual but financial uh, reawakening as well. Mm. Yeah, that is a hard thing for people to swallow. And I have a friend of mine, uh, you know, raised in a different country. That that's normal. That's that's something that happens. And 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 her her, uh, her father had, I think it was four wives. And um, mm-hmm. you know, it's a tough thing, though. It is a real tough thing, whether you you do it or not. It's still going to be a challenge. Um, you say, it, you know, spiritually, it can be a great thing financially, and I understand that. A lot of women don't understand that because that's not where they 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 come from. They're not they're not brought up that way. So I mean, you know, yeah. you kind of got to give them a little bit of a, a, a you know a little bit of a consideration, considering that most of us here in the United States really don't know what that's like. Um, so oh no, you know, I I I totally agree. I totally agree. I think that you know, like you said about your friend, you know, I know in uh, the Islam faith that is a, a that is. Um, something that is allowed for the men to have multiple wives only if they can financially care for them equally. And I know that Mm -hmm. in America, you know, we're used to a monogamous uh, uh, format, one man, one woman. Um, That Mm -hmm. culture does exist here, but it's kind of a subverted underground type culture. And so I know that it's not widely accepted. You know, things that become accepted, it takes a while to get there. I mean, look at gay marriage and interracial marriage before that. So these are just different paradigms in the committed relationships that eventually evolve uh, after it's morally accepted. And I know we're probably far from that right now, but, you know, it's just something that, from a creative standpoint, I wanted to take a stab at it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, uh, you know, you took a stab at it, man. I tell you, and that's your book. Uh, you're exploring the literature, lifestyle, of fashion, travel, culture. Uh, you've done all kinds of different things. What has been the one thing that has been that that biggest challenge for you? Uh, just getting. Um, I just think that African American men were so tied up psychologically that we it's hard for us to be free and be ourselves. I think if you think about systematic racism and things that are kind of uh, that we're at odds with, it's hard for us to smile and be uh, joyful and, and all the things that other cultures take for granted. 
because we're always trying to prove ourselves in a, in a system that oppresses us. And so we can't be free and loving to one another without the feeling of, uh, or without becoming homophobic. And I think that's mm-hmm. one of the things I, I, I wish that our young African-American males would learn to love and be in touch with their emotions. And with that also, it goes into self-expression. You know, a lot of times you see um, a particular basketball player, Russell Westbrook, he plays for Oklahoma City Thunder. And, you know, during his press conferences, you'll see him wearing something that might be a little bit outrageous. But the way I look at it, this is a young man that probably grew up in poverty, probably had um, had to deal with lack, and finally got to a place in his life where he was financially free, and that financial freedom only allowed him to express himself in a way that was already in him. I think when you think about that kind of uh, self-expression, it's just a lot more that it does for you spiritually as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, how can we follow you on social media? Well, on social media, I am on Instagram at the L Lamont. My pen name is L Lamont, and that's where you can find me on Instagram. Also on Facebook, I have my first book, The Consequence of Chance page. So you can find me on Facebook at the Consequence of Chance, uh, Facebook backslash Consequence of Chance. I'm also on Twitter with the same name at L Lamont. And um, just consider, uh, building up my website as well. My website is www.thelatebloom.com, where the book can also be purchased, or you can also purchase my current book on Amazon. Uh, and that's okay. also, again, the consequence of chance. Mm-hmm. Also, any last words for the listeners tonight? Oh, nothing more than just be just love on yourself. You know, there was a song that um, – yeah, I was playing as I was listening uh, called, I guess the title is I Am The Shit. I really enjoyed that song. I thought it was <laughs> awesome. And I know sometimes it's really hard for people to look at themselves that way because we're so, you know, used to being humble. Don't 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 outshine the next man. Be humble. But there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with humility, but also being aware of who you are as an individual and being fully embodied in that. So I really like that song. It sounded comical maybe, but I really got that song and I like that. I love those guys. Are, I hope they make you with that one. Definitely, definitely, and I'm I'm sure that they they love hearing that. Sheila, I, I hope you heard that, man. I hope you heard that. Thank you again so much, Lamar, for being on the show. Thank you so much, Yaya, and I appreciate you. Do a lot, do a lot of great work for the people. Keep doing what you do. I'm gonna do it, man. I'm gonna do it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Until next time, you keep writing, though. Thank you. I will. All right. All right. <laughs> Good night. Bye-bye. And we're going to go ahead and go right into my next interview. Thank you so much for giving us a call. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hey. I'm hey. Like, how you doing? I'm doing. <laughs> okay. All right. At least you're doing. Uh, I'm, I'm Bree Bloom and... I am a international singer, and I have a new single out, and I'm here to talk to you to see what's up, girl. What? I know that the name of your single is called You. That's what I know. Yes. Yes, it is. I like that. The new single is called You. Um, I I actually have promoted the remix out with um, G-Star at the moment. It can be found, um, the, the the original can be found um, on all musical 
digital platforms. And um, it's out. The video is out. Everything is out. So tell me what it's like to be on this high of a new single. Um, it's really, it's really nice. I, I don't, I don't know if I can really explain it. I feel like if, uh, you know, I don't really know what to relate it to, but it's definitely, definitely like if, if anybody else has a, a project or a baby they've been working on for a, a long time or for a while, and then, you know, you finally, you know, put it out to the world for everyone to see, it's just like, oh, you know, it's you finally did it, something you finally accomplished. So I think that's that's what I can kind of relate it to. Mm-mm-mm. I like that, the little baby kind of concept where you have your little, you know, you're nurturing it, it's growing, right. it's big. What did you, I mean, is this, okay, the, the path that you're on now, is this the direct path you thought it would happen like, or is it something, or did you have any any kind of hiccups on the Um. Definitely hiccups. I mean, nothing's never, you know, straight. <laughs> you know, there's always, you know, some bumps and, 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 you know, hills to climb. But um, I will say everything has led me to this moment. So um, I'm appreciative of the, the twists and turns that I've had. So mm. That is, you know, I'm I'm looking at, your Facebook page, I'm looking at all the stuff that you, you got this thing put together. Tell me what it took to get to where you're at today. Ooh, uh, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of early mornings, um, a lot of uh, spending money I didn't have, <laughs> a lot of um, trying to uh, – <laughs> believe in myself when I I didn't really have it in me to believe in myself, you know, just a, a lot of sweat, a lot of tears, a lot of going against the grain, even though, you know, people weren't sure of what I was trying to do. So, um, you know. I know. Girlfriend, I know. I know you know. I know you know. No. My goodness. Okay, so you have performed in Atlanta, New York, Japan, Dubai, Mexico, Hawaii, and all throughout Asia. Tell us what it's like to, to perform in these places, and is there any difference between the people, let's say, that you perform for in the United States in comparison to when you go overseas? Um, uh, No, not really. I feel like um, as far as the people I perform in front of and the fans that I have, if you're there, then you're there to have a good time, and that's what I'm going to supply. I'm going to supply a good time. So, you know, music is really a universal language, and no matter what, if if the, the beat is right, the sound is right, then normally people are happy, you know. They come to the show to release and to forget about whatever problems or just to enjoy because this is one of their some you know, their favorite thing to do. So I will definitely right. say um overseas there's like definitely a, a lot of love there for whatever music you decide to do. But in general the people aren't any different. Right. 
Wow. And, and you know, yeah. I've heard that when you go overseas, you don't want to come back. And it's like overseas, for some reason, it has that, that I guess, that nirvana of, hey, I'm overseas, you know. And that's why I had mm-hmm. Now, what has been the biggest challenge for you so far in your career? I know financially it could be a strain because you said spending money you don't have. I think a lot of right. us do that. But is there anything mm-hmm. else that you could think of that you did not expect? I didn't hear that very last part. What was that? Is, is there anything that you could think of that you weren't expecting on this journey? Mm. I mean, I just feel like I have definitely stretched myself um, as far as I could possibly go with everything. Mm -hmm. When it comes to, like, I don't necessarily have a lot of friends, but I don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of friends because I don't really hang out often. If I'm out, then I'm out performing. I'm out working. Um, I spend a lot of time. This this is literally my life. Every single mm-hmm. day, I'm committed to pushing this brand, this music. I I really don't have too much else to talk about when I talk to people. It's really all about music because this is all I do. So I can say there's been like a strain on um, – you know, my social life, um, as far as family goes, um, I don't live, you know, in the same city or state as my family. So I don't I don't get a chance to go as ho- home as often as, as I would like um, because I'm always traveling. Um, and like you said, the, the money is definitely an issue. I'm definitely not, you know, a rich or wealthy person. <laughs> so um, it's just... It's just being able to to deal with life and still chase the dream. Because mm. life doesn't like- stop. Life doesn't stop. You know, bills are still here. Family is still here. Friends are still here. Like, you know, life is still here. But then you have this whole other monster that is, uh, you know, making this dream come true. Mm. You know, making a dream come true, a lot of people don't realize what it takes to make that dream come true. You said you don't really have anything to say to people because your life is your music. You really don't converse. You don't go out. I mean, the sacrifices that you've made to make your dreams come true, did you think you would ever have to make those kind of sacrifices? Or did you think it was something totally different than this? Um, I don't even know if I realized that this is what it would end up being. I just kind of started doing it, and then it didn't really matter to me because this is mm-hmm. this is what I love, and this is what I want to do. So if I if I want to hang out and if I want to go out, if I want to do other things, I can definitely do it. And no, nobody's stopping me from doing that. But the thing is, I, I really love to commit most of the majority of my time to this. So it doesn't really bother me. But I also know that, you know, life is 
continuously moving on. My friends are having children. My friends are getting married. You know what I mean? Like, life is continuously moving on. And there are some times that I'm just like, you know, I wish I would have, you know, took the time out to, like, kind of do certain things. But um, Mm -hmm. was working, you know? Yeah. But I I feel like all of the work will pay off. So I'm not extremely, you know, saddened by that. Right, right. Wow, wow. And, you know, being that you are now getting yourself into the music industry, you're doing what you love to do, you have sacrificed so much to attain your goal, what's next? Mm, what's next? Um, what's next is to, to continue putting out some great songs to continue pushing this this song you um just to continue getting out um and and pushing this all over the world um i'm here in new york now i used to live in atlanta but i'm here in new york now so this is a you know another another journey for me i don't know where i'll end up next you know so it's just just the continuation of doing what i'm doing Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and play you, and we'll be right back with you. Here it is, Brittany Bloom with you.
that was Brittany Bloom with you, girlfriend. I like that song. It's kind of nice. It's nice. It's nice. Thank wow. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Wow. So you said you were doing the music video. What is that like? Uh, you said doing the music video? Yeah. Oh, it was, it was, I had an absolutely great time. Um, everybody involved, Winbrick, uh, Tim, Wale, um, Aretha, the dancer, like, everybody who was there involved, um, definitely, you know, had, just, was just exuding, um, so much positive energy, and mm-hmm. um, and I can't forget um, Buddha, who you know filmed everything. Like just, it was so much positive energy. So that's, I mean, it was just we just had a good time. We just went out there and just had a good time. That's what's up. That's that's good. That's good, man. I tell you, you have such a wonderful future. You know what kind of a what kind of advice do you give to people? who have maybe been discouraged but you know they should they should go forward what what helps you to go forward um what helps me is i'm i'm going to be honest my my relationship with god um it's just if you don't have some source of you know strength um definitely family and friends and supporters but you definitely have to have like the inner self and your your a strong sense of self um because nobody can push you to do anything you have mm-hmm. to ultimately be the one to push yourself no matter how down you get nobody can really give you that energy to get back up you're going to have to find it within yourself to continue to do it now i'm not going to i'm not saying that the people don't matter absolutely they matter they can always assist the number one person to push anything and believe in anything has to be you who's who's the person who's doing it so um without that and just you know just being positive and being grateful if you could just be positive and be grateful within whatever situation it is it will always get better better things will come so it's just just remaining positive and grateful and that's a hard thing to do that's a daily walk within itself but um oh yeah it's it's a it's a great thing to to do in order to like keep saying you know uh-huh. I I believe yeah, no, yes. <laughs> wow, yeah. wow. Well Brittany, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Where can people reach you? Um, it was a gr I I really enjoyed myself with you today and people can I'll definitely play. reach me. Um, <laughs> people can reach <laughs> me at uh Brittany dot com. Everything is there or you can follow me on Twitter underscore Brittany Bloom or on Instagram. It's that's I T S Brittany Bloom. That's and Brittany Bloom is B R I T T N Y two T's. Um Bloom like a blooming flower. Um just you know look me up on Google, um, YouTube. I'm I'm everywhere. Mm. Well, I want to thank you again for being on the show, Brittany. It's been such a pleasure. Love your song. Love your positive thank spirit. You. Keep going, girlfriend. You can do this. 
Thank you. I appreciate that, Yaya. All right, then. We're going to see you next time when you have another song out. Absolutely. Absolutely. You'll be the first to know. Thank you. I appreciate that one. Exclusive. <laughs> you got it. You Thank got you. it, girl. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Wow, I want to thank everyone. Rod Holmes being on the show. Adina Howard had has her new song on this episode as well. Blasphemy, what's up, my girl? WF Dog featuring Twister. That was killer, man. I love that. Kil- Kilo MOE was on here. El Lamont released his new book, uh, The Consequences of Chance. And, of course, Brittany Bloom was her new song, You. Oh, I'm tired. All this inspiration, I'm going to go process, and I will see you guys tomorrow night at 8 o'clock right here. That's right. We're going to do another show tomorrow night at 8 o'clock right here on Dream Chasers Radio. And don't forget to tune in every Friday to J.J. Kane's radio show. It's the new indie music that's coming out. So if you want to submit, you need to reach her on Twitter. Uh, but uh, And also you can reach me on Twitter, and I'll re- repost her on how you can get your music on her show. Um, and Gosh, that is the Yaya Diamond on Twitter, the Yaya Diamond. And I got to get out of here, guys. I'm out. Until next time, don't forget to what? Dear TV, baby. I can't see the difference. I can't see the difference.